This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Got another special guest, former Rutgers player and motivational speaker, Eric LeGrant. Eric, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Paul? How you doing? Good, 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 good. So we're just going to jump right into it. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, ready. So you grew up in New Jersey. I know it's a big football state. So what got you playing football? Uh, I actually started when I was younger. I was about four or five years old. And I had two friends that were my age. And then there was this one kid, Charlie, who was about five years older than us. And we started playing kill the man with the ball on the side of my <laughs> house. And every now and then I would juke out the kid, Charlie, who was five years older than us. And I was scoring. Getting that adrenaline rush at that young age. And scoring the touchdown when you are four or five years old. Mm. Made me want to play the game of football. And getting thrown into the house and into a fence a few times also made me tough for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Now going into high school, uh, did you play any other sports in, in, in football? In football? Oh, yeah. Baseball, basketball. I actually thought baseball was not going to be my calling. You know, I was a pitcher in center field, and I loved the game. But, you know, football, I was probably my best at football. You know, I thought my best game was baseball. But football, you know, took me to where, to where I am today. But, but um, yeah, I love baseball and basketball. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what other offers coming out of high school did you have besides Rutgers, and what made you choose Rutgers? So actually, it was all... I had, I had Virginia and um, Maryland with Rutgers, and it was all with in the beginning because I was I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I was not qualified when I first started taking the SATs. Mm. And uh, and I, funny story, I remember when I thought I passed the SATs with a with a score that I needed with my GPA. I remember uh, texting all the coaches like Charlie Weiss was at Notre Dame at the time, Urban Meyer was down in Florida, and all these other coaches. And they're like, "You were faxed in your offer. Congratulations, this and that." And then my head coach had to go back and text him like. He is not qualified. He read the answer the wrong way. It was crazy, man. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so what made you uh, choose Rutgers over? You said Maryland and Virginia. Rutgers was my first offer ever, and they were there from the very beginning. They offered me as a freshman in high school, and you know, it was yeah. just they were 15 minutes away from my house. The things that they were building there at the time you get a great education right up the block I could be in my backyard it was just a no brainer especially when being a recruit during those 06 and 07 season when they were you know top, all the way up in the top ranks in the country you know top 10 team I was like why should I go somewhere else yeah yeah for sure and what, what was it like playing in your first game at Rutgers in uh, 2008 it was wild you know to, to be in front of all those people and then just the intensity of the game and the speed making the right getting the calls in and being one, being nervous, and uh, as an undersized D lineman, I first played a totally new position with different people. Yeah. I was it was a, it was a whirlwind for me. It was, it was a big, it was a up and down roller coaster for sure. But uh, you know, got me ready and prepared for the next season that's coming up. Yeah, what, what would you say the biggest transition from like uh, high school football to like D one football was? Uh, the speed, the size. Of- yeah. I mean, you, you go on with the speed, Everything. size, the game, the game plan, uh, you know, just uh, just a, with the, what goes into a week of practice. Yeah. Everything is just, it's, it's just amped up to another level that it's hard to explain unless, you know, somebody's actually been there and done it. And once you have, you know, somebody's been there with you, you're like, yeah, you know exactly what we went through. So, you know, it's just like you had that bond with them, but it's... It's, it's just a whole other level, even and just mentally as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then in uh, 2010, you suffered the spinal cord injury during the game versus Army. So, could you take me through that game and uh, 
how that obviously changed your life. Yeah, you know, it was tied up in the fourth quarter. We had just tied a 17-17 with five minutes left, and I'll go down there, make a big play for the team, and next thing you know, you're laying on the ground paralyzed. At the, at the time, I didn't think I was paralyzed. I didn't know what had happened, but definitely the scariest moment of your life when you can't move and you can't breathe at the same time on the ground, and you think you're going to die out there. And it was, a, it was a rough situation, a rough first few weeks, but um, I had a great support system around me that kept me going and motivated and you know, inspired and once I found out, you know, what was really going on in my life when I was, I was paralyzed, I you know, had a long road ahead of me, but I had the mindset and the will and determination and the pace and my family and friends all behind me so I knew I could get through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I you pretty much answered my next question. I was gonna say, how were how was how how was everyone keeping you motivated and how did you turn this and turn it into a positive, you know? Yeah, everyone that came into my room was so positive, you know, they were also upbeat and like motivated like it wouldn't let me down and after a while I kinda of figured out my this is kind of responsibility, you know, I gotta get better. You know, I gotta work hard. I can't give up on all these people that are wishing me well or telling me I'm inspiring them. It became, it's like a responsibility now, you know what I mean? I can't let all these people down that are looking up to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And tell me uh, about your Team LeGrant Foundation and your oh, yearly A Walk to Believe event. Yeah, so I, Team LeGrant is a partner of the Christopher and Dana Reed Foundation, and they approached me from the day one about, you know, I think when it came to spinal cord injuries, education-wise and support, all that stuff. And then after as time was going along with my injury, I realized, you know, so many people that were in unfortunate situations and me, you know, crazy to say my injury, but I was in an unfortunate situation the way I got hurt and all the people that, you know, that I had touched in my life were there for me. I wanted to give, start giving back and I formed the Team of Credit for Data Re Foundation and as of last year, December of 2017, we broke the million dollar mark uh, raised for spinal cord injury research. I'm very proud about that since we launched in uh, September of 2013. And um, when I were continuing to go forward with different events, as you said, like my annual Walk to Believe, which is a 5K walk and run at Rutgers. I have now a flag football tournament. I have different other little events, like a Zumba event, a cornhole tournament. Um, we, we have the CKO kickboxing event. So all these little events, you know, basketball tournaments that people raise the money for my foundation. It's just, it's crazy to see how the community just, you know, just wraps around my cause and my belief. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah, that's awesome. You raised, you said you raised a million, right? Or you hit a million? Yeah, four years. That was four years, and we hit a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then, yeah, the flag football game, that was that was the first year of that this year, right? Yeah, we had the flag football game. It was our first year. We were able to raise over thirty grand in our first year for that, and I'm really excited to really expand it and blow this up and make it a really big thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that one could be even bigger than the walk. It might, it might, it might blow up there, but we'll see. The walk... Walt brings in a good amount of money. Yeah. That's bringing in over six figures. So yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I know you've been on a ton of shows and met a crazy amount of athletes and celebrities, and you got a lot of awards. So what's been like? I know you probably have a, you have like a ton of them, but like, what's been some of your top favorite moments over the past few years? Oh man, the Aspies. You know, you can't. That moment right there when you won the Jimmy B award in front of millions of people and people yeah. were shouting you out like LeBron James afterwards and then heading upstairs to the after party and everyone wants to be around me and take a picture with me and things of that nature. You know, that's going to be a top moment of my life, you know, graduating and getting to be uh, Barack Obama the president. That was 
really cool as well. Gave her the commencement speech at my graduation. There's a lot of things that, you know, I achieved, yeah. but I just, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm on my grind right now, man. I really want to get some things accomplished in my life with my speaking and my more of a foundation, also my YouTube blog. You know, I got a lot of things I want to get with. Well, I want to really get going myself. It's impossible. So I'm driven and motivated right now. I don't really have that much time to sit back and reflect on all the good stuff. But yeah. I'm ready to go get out. I want to do another book, you know, in the near future. So we'll talk about that as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, yeah, as I was writing down these questions, I was just like, there was so much stuff I didn't even know like what to ask. So that's why I was just like, let me just see his top favorite right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely got a lot going on, which I which I like. You know, I'm yeah. definitely blessed with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, so yeah, you had your own show on Fox Mission Possible, and I saw that you're trying to get that back going up. And I saw you met Gary V and stuff like that. So what's the update and What's going on? What's your plan for that? Yeah, Gary V is, was an awesome dude to me. He's incredible. He goes at 150 miles per hour at all times. <laughs> and just being able to sit down and speak with him was truly incredible. And I'm going to hopefully do some stuff with him in the future. But I will miss it possible. Yeah, we're looking for a sponsor. We want to get a sponsor behind it that believes in the concept, that believes in our mission, and go out there and execute. We got a lot of cool episodes that we can do, and there's a lot of people that reach out. I mean, once they once they on the first season, so I really want to get that going again. But just need to get that sponsor behind it, so we can really make the magic happen. Yeah, for sure. And can you tell the people what the show is about? Yeah, so Mission Possible is a show about me being a host and going into other people's lives in the disabled community that are, you know, living in life in the face of adversity, but they're doing extraordinary things. And we want to showcase that and bring, you know, give them a platform to share their story where they may not have, been, you know, had that platform to share it before. And, you know, me living in life in the face of adversity every day, being a host, it's something different, you know, not every, usually you see the host, you know, they work for a TV yeah. network and things like that, you don't see the host that's going through some type of adversity too, so being able to share stories with other people and they get inspiration from them and them get inspiration from me, it's just a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people uh, they don't they don't see obviously what goes on behind the scenes like me also being in the wheelchair. So I know how things go and behind the scenes stuff. So that people don't really know about, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So if I can break that out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. See that's what it's about. Yeah, and that's that's the other big thing in general. Uh, just behind the scenes, like footage of stuff, is getting like popular now. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do about YouTube huh. blog. You know, I've been showing some cool episodes, but I'm going to really start taking them in depth into like my therapy and rehab so people can yeah. really see the grind and what I go through. Yeah, actually, yeah, I saw your tweet the other day when you said, I forgot the exact quote, but what you said, but it was something you were showing your the, therapy. About the glitches, but it's not all about the glitz and yeah. Glitz, yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, right. It's not all glitz, not everything is glitz and glamour, just another day at the office putting in that work. Yeah, yeah, there it was. Yeah, and, and going into your vlog, so what do you want to show people? I mean, I know we kind of just touched on it, but what do you want to show the viewers there? Oh, no, I want to show them that, you, you know, the, my life behind the scenes. People always see me here. They yeah. see me there, but people, you know, people don't see how I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I made, or how I made that happen or what it took to get there. The team that I had behind me with my team of friends and family, things of that nature. And just, I want to show them the cool stuff my life. I'm behind the scenes. I'm backstage at a concert or I'm uh, behind the scenes at a boxing fight, you know. 
or backstage at a wrestling match things like that. I want people to be able to, to see that and realize, you know, even when I get to meet all these famous people, they are normal people as well. And then also want to take people through my rehab. A lot of people have adapted, you know, that have been working for me in rehab. I don't want to take them through the grind. And when you reach plateaus in life and how you have to handle those plateaus and push through them and things of that nature. So that's why I'm excited to show, show them that as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Is there anybody that you want to collab with, like social media wise or athlete wise or celebrity wise? Anybody specific right now? I'm, I'm working a lot with Eric Thomas with my motivational speaking, which I'm happy about, mm-hmm. and growing that, and then also doing some speaking with Gary, with Gary B and things of that nature. So those are my two guys right now, and it's just gonna keep on going forward with them and. You know, just lean on them for some advice and see where life can take because those guys are killing the game. You're making yeah. a big impact in the world, and that's what it's about, making an impact in the world yeah, and helping other people. For sure, for sure. And what are your goals for uh, 2019? Oh, uh, man, I said, last year I said I wanted to learn Spanish, and I started to get – I started <laughs> off really well, went for like two, three months, and then it started to get real hard on me, and I gave it up. This year – I got to learn. I, 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 I'm around people in my life that speak two languages, and I feel dumb that I don't. Like my <laughs> nurses, they all speak different languages, whether they're, they're coming from Africa or from the Caribbean. They all, you know, speak two different two languages. My therapist, Buffy, she speaks German and English. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm surrounded by people that speak multiple languages, and just me knowing English or makes me feel dumb. I'm not going to lie. So I, I want to learn another language. That's my goal in 2019. That's going to be Spanish. Right, I, I like it because I also wanted to learn Spanish too, but I just never did it either. Because actually, yeah, one, one of my roommates, that one, one of my roommates in college spoke it too. And I tried to make him teach me it, but it didn't really. We didn't, didn't you know, come through. It, that's the thing. You gotta have somebody that you can yeah. speak it with all the time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, well, hopefully, I can. I can figure this out in 2019. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to get, uh, that app is Duolingo. You have that? I heard about Duolingo. Yeah. I heard this. Uh, I was using Rosetta Stone last time, but I heard Duolingo is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should try it out. How about what? what's on your uh, music playlist right now? Oh, man. It's, it's crazy because I got friends that are diehard into, into the music game, and they talk about every single <laughs> album that comes out all the time. And me... I have been off my music game in the past few years, even now. I do listen to my, my, my main guys like Drake and Lil Wayne and Meek Milk, but you know, I haven't I haven't made it to all the mumble rappers and all everything <laughs> yet. Yeah. I do I do back to six nine music though, yeah. sometimes it just gets me hyped. Yeah. But uh, but um, yeah, I would say I had championships playing, uh last week and then I was jamming out for trying to get for the month of December all Christmas music yeah, yeah, I tried yeah. to do that to get in the holiday spirit so I gotta set my music game up some more <laughs> gotcha gotcha and how about how about this one Who who's your top fi- five favorite football players oh favorite yeah I, I got I got four that I can give them four that are my favorite that alright uh, I'll start off with Peyton Manning at four Von Miller at three Ray Lewis at two and Terrell Davis at once. Those are my guys. All right, that was that was easier than most people. Usually, I got them uh, stumbling and they're taking minutes to figure it out. <laughs> nah, nah, those are my those are my four main guys that I loved to watch. You know, growing up and things of that nature. So, yeah, those are my four guys. Gotcha. And la- last one, what's your uh, Super Bowl prediction for this year? It's wide open, to be honest with you. Especially mm-hmm. the NFC Seahawks are starting to make a run right now. You know, we'll see how the Cowboys, if they have their their regular one and done in the, in the playoffs on the NFC side. And then 
on as you said the Patriots aren't looking as dominant as usual as yeah. you know, right now at this time here. But hmm, do we count this and do we want to count them out? But how about we go with New Orleans, New Orleans, Kansas City? How about that? Yeah, actually that that's the one I said a few weeks ago. Did you really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans, Kansas City. I wouldn't be obsessed. You know, not hopefully New Orleans wins because can't stand Kansas City in my divisions. <laughs> true, 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 true. And uh, where could you let the people know where they could follow you on uh, social media? Yes, you can follow me on uh, Eric Legrand fifty two on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. And on Facebook is just regular Eric Legrand, E R I C L E G R A N D, and. Yeah, that's, come find me, follow, subscribe, like all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, Paul, appreciate you having me.